0: Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the US. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu/visit. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is believe.
1: What is going on everybody? Welcome to Believe in Chargers. It's a good time to be alive. Listen, a few weeks ago, the Chargers had a 30% chance of being in the postseason. Three weeks later, they've punched their ticket to the dance, Lorenzo, after a big win in Indianapolis. How does it feel to clinch with still a few weeks left to go in the season?
0: Oh, my God, I love the feeling, man. I I, I tell you right now, I remember being in San Diego at the time, down the L.A. Chargers, and we clinched like two or three weeks ahead of time. And I'm telling you, you feel so much more relieved because now you can see this team. I guarantee you, too. And here's the thing, uh, Borner. They're not gonna go out here and play crazy. You're gonna say, "Oh, now the team's gonna lose because they already..." No, you'll still see the starters playing. You'll, but now young players will get more burned. But you yeah. just want guys to get ready for the playoffs. But this is a great time because now you, the pressure's off. You can say, "Okay, look, we're playing. We're in the dance. Let's go work on different plays." You make your offense, defense, even look more exotic now. Now you throw everything. Give te- the playoff team so much more things to think about. It's just been great, man. How this team just they ascended and the rest of the base, AFC, descended. The Titans, Jets, you watch all these teams, the Raiders, all of them were descending as the Chargers start to ascend. And Lorenzo Neal, you may
1: ask, how does a team who had a 30% chance of clinching a postseason spot now clinch three weeks after that? Well, here's the deal, Chargers fans. The Chargers in that span from weeks 14 to week 17, I believe, went 3-0. and All the teams under them went 1-15. and that's a, that's a recipe for success, and that's a wow. recipe to get in Big time. So, Chargers fans, what a time to be alive. There are lots of goods. You want to hear a great news that Lorenzo and I never thought we'd be talking about? This Chargers defense. They've been ranked number one in all statistics in the National Football League over the last month. Lorenzo Neal, would you have ever thought I would be telling you this in no, late
0: December? No. <laughs> My goodness, Lou! Hey, hey, Borna. I mean, it was five, six weeks ago you and I were talking about this. Defense was a sip. We said, Oh my God, man, up. They were giving up more rushing yards than it. they were giving up more tail than they were giving up. They were giving us more tail than a whale. They were just giving it up, giving it up. Every time you looked around, this team could not stop the run. And all of a sudden, don't look now, but this Charger team, the defense is all over the field. They're hitting guys. Irwin James, oh my Godness. I, I tell you what, Warner, when you saw him crack the receiver, were you like, Ooh. Oh, Oh, I was like, oh, I was an old boy. I'm telling you, I know those hits, they can't allow them in, but that's football, man. That's football at its best. I was sitting in my seat, I jumped up. And man, I went in my I went in my sports room and put my helmet on and put my mouthpiece in because I felt that one.
1: <laughs> You're crazy, low. Hey, I'm gonna tell you. I'm telling you, he doesn't get tossed if he's playing in Lorenzo Neal's time from that hit, right? Because right. I, I, listen, he led with the crown of his helmet, which I know is not allowed, but he did hit the defender in the sh- excuse me, the receiver in the shoulder pad. Um, and, and I think Derwin got the worst of that hit. I mean, he got. A, he seemed like he was a little bit woozy coming up from that. He's obviously on concussion protocol. Hopefully, Derwin will be back. Below. You think it was a dirty play? I mean, I, listen, I think I don't think it was. I mean, and, and I think we, we can have a whole other podcast episode about the, the way this game is going. And I understand that we need to protect people, right? I totally understand. But there's also, a, you know, we have to make sure we're not stopping the development of how to teach this game of football and the physicality of this game. So what were your thoughts on that hit and, and the league's response of ejecting Derwin James?
0: Yeah, I, I don't think he should have been rejected. Of course, a fine and a penalty. I totally understand because the rules have changed. But no, that wasn't a dirty play. That's a football play. That's you know what when you when you're playing football, that's why it's football. It's called a contact sport. That's why you have helmets and shoulder pads because you're gonna get hit. And no one said this was easy. So yeah, it was a big time hit in a big time situation. The Chargers are fighting for the playoff hopes, trying to keep him alive. He's trying to set the tone, defensive captain, the defensive guy that's coming. So no, wasn't dirty. I do understand the penalty. I don't know about ejection. I think that maybe a penalty, you should have penalty and then 15 yards and, and move on. But man, that that was that's football at its finest. Um, no, he's gonna get the fine. He's gonna get that that FedEx mail. That FedEx mail probably beat him to the facility before he even got there.
1: Chargers fans, as we gear up for this postseason run, thank you guys so much for all the support of Believe in Chargers here. Make sure you continue to go to Apple Podcasts and Spotify and download this episode. Go check us out on YouTube on the Hogwatch football channel as well. And we also want to give a shout-out to our sponsor, betonline.ag, your normal tours for all betting needs. Use promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, for $50 off your welcome bonus. Go lock in some Chargers future bets right now if you want to sprinkle in some pretty juicy value. Lo, you talked about getting a little FedEx paper. i got to ask you this. I'm going to put you on the spot have you ever been fined in your playing career and if so
0: why i want to hear it and the people want to hear it yeah you know what i got that piece of mail came to my lug i got mail that that fine came through before you know i don't know what for but yeah 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 actually, yeah. Yeah, Look, actually. Hey, hey
1: cryptic lorenzo <laughs> neal not 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 hey he's usually a big talker he's a little bit more silent this time yeah around,
0: huh? you get called me out man you called me out yeah <laughs> so it happens to guys. Maybe a temper yeah. might have flown here or there. Maybe pushed yeah. the guy. I don't know what happened, Borna. But yeah, that got that, <laughs> that FedEx. It comes in your mail. And you're like, oh, here it comes. And then a, a guy named Teddy, he was the defensive coordinator for us for the Chargers. Also, he was a DC when I was with the Tennessee Titans when we beat the mm-hmm. Buffalo Bills. Mm-hmm. Teddy, uh, what's his name? What, what got to get the defensive? Uh, and then he came to Chargers, of course, and being coach, he actually works there in DC. He's the guy that that you get to get on the phone with, and tr- you get to argue your case and tell him what happened and why you shouldn't be fined. And uh, it usually doesn't go. This usually doesn't go over well. Absolutely,
1: Chargers fans, listen. It, it's a little bit tough to assess this Colts game because let's be real, right now this Colts team is. <sighs> They are a dumpster fire right now. And you know when it's bad when your owner is making all the decisions, even from a football perspective. That's not how it should be. And Jim Mercy obviously bringing Jeff Saturday and company. Nick Full started over Matt Ryan. So here's the good about the Chargers. Number one is this defense, right? This defense is playoff-bound elite defense. We still don't know what Joey Bosa's status is. Brandon Saley said today, Lorenzo, no update on Bosa, which is a little bit of a concern. But listen, they've been doing it without Derwin James. They've been doing it without Joey Bosa. They've been doing it without JC Jackson. This unit is just playing so freaking good right now. And listen to this. In the last three weeks, I believe, Staley's unit has allowed only 34 points low. Talk to me about this defense and how much hope it has given this team.
0: Yeah, I, it's crazy. Everyone talks about the Niners' defense. Hold the press. Wait a minute. It's the Chargers' defense now. Do we dare say that it's comparable to the Chargers defense, I'm not going to go that far. But, hey, I'm going to tell you, the last couple weeks, this defense has played really, really well, especially when you look at an offense that's starting to find its stride. You look at Keenan Allen, the things that he's been able to do, and you look at the offense. The offense, believe it or not, you thought the offense was going to be able to score like we talked about born and early this season. You thought this team was going to average at least 30. We thought it was going to have at least 28 to 30 points a game and that far, it's been lackluster in the defense yeah has. let's yeah we're saying that at, do we dare say the defense has been the strong point of this team so <laughs> it has. it's crazy yeah. right yeah it's
1: and it's a little frustrating as well because you you know this charger team is a little bit it, it, it's very tough to analyze because you see this defense you're like oh my goodness if this defense is playing this well you know now it's just like okay, offense, like, is this going to be the week you explode? Is this going to be the week you put up a 40-burger? Like, we're still waiting for that to happen, and that's kind of – listen, this team is in now. They have two weeks to really figure it out on the offensive side of the ball. And if I'm Brandon Saley, I'm going to Joel and I'm saying, Joe, listen – I know you you love your stick routes. I know you love everything above the sticks. I know you're Mr. Conservative, but let's try some new things this week. We got two weeks. We're in the dance. Let's try some things this week because we know if we got to go to Orchard Park or if we got to go to Arrowhead, they're going to put up 40, all right, even with how good our defense is. We need to expand the field. We need to try some things. So, Lowe, I'm still a little bit concerned. Justin Herbert hasn't thrown, I don't think, for a touchdown in the last three weeks. It's been all on the ground game with Eckler or things like that, so what do you think it is offensively? Why does this team continue to, to just it, – it's a little bit cringeworthy. What do you think it is?
0: Yeah, I think you, I think you just see the inconsistency on offense. Yeah. You, you watch the t- offense have a big play, and then they call it back. And you're like, oh, my God. Then you'll watch the offense kind of spuggle around. They have a run, and you're like, oh, my God, holding. Then you'll watch them slip like they're holding up, and all of a sudden you get a sack, back-to-back sacks you know, quarterback. And then at at times, you know, quarterback will throw a timely interception. They're in scoring zone, you know, going down to score and, you know, a turnover. So it's been really, really just the inconsistency of the offense and shooting themselves in the foot. They got to iron these things out. And you just watch it. It's like this team run, it pass, 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 pass. Okay. We'll run pass, pass, pass. Okay. It, it, it uses, it's not a complimentary offense at all. And that's the thing that, but you 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 grow to say, understand, hey, we got to throw the ball 40, 50 times a, a game. But it goes to show you, is that consistent enough? Can you do that and win consistency? And I don't think so. You see Kansas City, Mahomes, yes, he's throwing the ball already for 4,000, almost 5,000 yards. But you, like you alluded to, he still has a running game. They're still running the ball. And that's what makes him even that much dangerous. So, that's the thing that this Charger team has to do. they got to get effective running the ball, especially in the playoffs. You've got to show that you can – because when you throw the ball, if it's incomplete, the time, the clock, stop, all the different things that happen that don't work on your side when you're running. And you see a lot more holding also with these passes because the offensive line, hopefully there's help on the way, but just been inconsistently. Guys are taking turns breaking down offensively, Borna.
1: You know why, Lorenzo, It's it's a good point. I think it's not one – Specific person, I just think it's a lot of different different scenarios. Here's what I think, and I think we're going to talk about Keenan Allen. He was fantastic, right? Eleven catches, 104 yards. But here's the one thing about Keenan Allen. This is not a knock on him. This is just who he's been as a player. Keenan Allen's not a yak guy. He's not a guy who's going to get yards after catch. He's a guy who's going to give you big time conversions on third and eight, third and nine. He's going to go down. The Chargers need to get Mike Williams involved more. They need to get him involved more. He's the guy who opens up the field. He's the guy who gets everything going. Mike Williams, you look at the stat line, four, four receptions for 76 yards. Sure, whatever, but he was only targeted four times. All four of his targets were catches. Versus Keenan Allen was targeted 14 times, and he caught it 11 times. They need to get Mike Williams involved more to open up the field, get it, things going from north and south, east to west, versus just Keenan Allen stick routes, concepts, getting you first downs. I think if Mike Williams opens up the field, that allows defenders having to drop back. It opens up your run game. It makes it even easier for tight ends to get involved. Gerald Everett had no catches. So I think, listen, it's great that Keenan Allen is a zone killer. It's great that Keenan Allen is that slayer. But at the end of the day, you're not going to have one guy beat good secondaries in the play. It's not going to beat Luana Rumo's defense in Cincinnati. It's not going to beat Spagnuolo's defense in Kansas City. So I think the Chargers, what they need to do is they need to kind of get diverse here. And they need to start trying a lot of different things. And listen, they got two good guinea pigs to experiment on in these next final few weeks with the LA Rams and the Denver Broncos because it doesn't get much more dumpster fire than that. I will credit those Rams, though. Low, they just put up 51 on the Denver Broncos. Is, 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 are the Denver Broncos the, the biggest failed experiment in the history that we've seen in this league low? This is know. insane.
0: It, it, it's, it's not. It, I mean, honestly, it, people lost millions on this team, especially when you had a future. Possibly everyone thought about a Hall of Famer and Russell Wilson, and you can't even come in and make this team somewhat able to compete, especially your defense played well enough this year, except the last game where you gave up 51. But this was just ferocious.
1: Do you believe in Russ? You think he could turn it around? You think it was more of the coach?
0: Let Russ cook. Well, I'll tell you right now, uh, let's ride, as Russell would say. I, Russell Wilson, i tell you right now, he's got to win back over that fan base. He's going to have to win over not just the fan base. He's going to have to win over that locker room. He's going to have to win back, back over his, his teammates. This guy's got a lot that he has to prove. So I'll tell you, this offseason, Russell Wilson shouldn't be jet-setting him and his gorgeous wife. And He should be like, I got to focus on football, and I got to focus on trying to win these guys back and be on the same page with these receivers. Because I'm telling you, Russell Wilson this year, I'm telling you, this hurt his career, and I don't know if he's going to be able to recover from it.
1: And listen, Russell Wilson again—he his goal in his life is not to be rich. He's achieved that, right? His goal is to leave a legacy,
0: and and, and
1: that's kind of that next stage. It's, he there's a—it's tarnished right now in Denver. You know, I think we heard about his. You know, I don't want to talk too much about Denver, but we, he had a birthday party, and I think only half of the team showed up. Right. I mean, that, no. that goes to show you, you know, that ain't good. That's that's your franchise quarterback. You gave two hundred fifty million dollars. to, And if they were to cut him, they still have one hundred and six million dollars of dead money tied up to Russell Wilson. I've heard a lot of people talk about Sean Payton. Should he go to the Denver Broncos? Chargers fans, when you when you're assessing when a, a coach, there's a few things they assess. Number one is ownership. All right. There's an ownership tur- turmoil right there in Denver. Next is is draft capital. All right. They don't have any draft capital. Next is your quarterback. There's a lot of question marks around that quarterback. You take a look at those three things, so many question marks, he ain't going to Denver. Okay, We can talk about things like that, but he ain't going to Denver. So, number one. Now, going back to the Chargers, we talk about this this offense. Lots of things to do, as Lorenzo says. They can't run the football, and they ran ran the ball 32 times for 101 yards. That's barely three yards per carry. Is it something at this point, Lorenzo, where they just have to continue to just kind of try it and and continue to just – continue to just try and force that hand or is it just something where they're going to have to just adapt and say screw this it ain't going to work we're gonna to have to figure it out another way
0: well I think you got to look at the I think that this these next two weeks as a coaching staff and as is supposed to that side of the ball you got to get in the lab and what I mean by that you got to go and look at look at each play that you run and say okay what do we do best when the you know they run an over and an under and over defense when the guards covered you know when the center's covered and the tackle that's that's an under because you got three to the weak side an over when you got three to the strong side where the tight end's at you got a guy with the center you got a guy with a nose guard the guard and tackled that's an over And the back side is a bubble so the guards uncovered so the nose so you got to say okay what are we going to do are we going to double team anytime we have a bubble let's try to run to the bubble but let's create a double team on the nose and the guard are going to block down on the nose guard boom block down on the nose guard and are they going to ace up to the Mike linebacker and say, this is what we got to do. We got to make sure that we have a great double team. I want you guys cheek to cheek, butt to butt, scooping this guy up and leaving up to the Mike linebacker and create some opportunities for these running lanes, run to this bubble. And then now, once we start doing that, now teams are going to say, okay, they're running to the bubble side. Now you act like you're blocking down. Now you pull the guard and you run power. If you can get power and run to the strong side, you got to start saying, okay, we got to exploit where the defense aren't strong at and we got to do a better job of creating more double teams and creating a more creating a new line of scrimmage yes like you said they do have to continue to run but you can't just run the ball to say that we're running the ball you got to start running the ball with some more efficiency
1: that's interesting. You know, I think that's that's a good point. That's that's the old fullback and you talk and I think maybe you got to change it up more toss plays, you know, just switch even some reverses, you know, getting some things, just trying to switch it up. I know Shanahan, I know, you know, and so. they love the toss, they love that quick toss. And again, you know, get have a pulling guard and get those running backs to run downhill. That's worked so effectively in San Francisco. I mean, I, I tell Lorenzo this offline, everybody all the time. It's like, I always thought watching running the football was boring. I watched the Niners and I can watch them run the football all day right. long. They just right. slowly they just slowly bleed you to death. That's how they play football. They just yeah. they they dominate the time of possession and they just slowly get 6 7 yards, slowly bleed you to death, and that's why, you know, I'm not knocking Brock Purdy, but that's why it's probably the best quarterback situation in football because no, his defense has to sell out completely on the run. The quarterback just needs to make a few reads and find one of the best tight ends in the National Football League like dancing and prancing in the middle of the open field. So long story there, you know, uh,
0: short about the but, Niners. But I, 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 I told you, but no, exactly what you're saying, and that's what the Niners got to look at and say, okay, you got Eckler who can cut back. He's a cutback runner too. He can find holes. And if you look at it, he fits, he'll fit the Niners scheme because he runs that type of gun. He's a zone type of guy. I want to read it. So if you do do the toss, but now the backside, if you watch the Niners, when they toss the ball away from Trent, the big tackle on the left side, when they toss it away from him, he takes his guy and he blocks him down. So you've got to create a new line of scrimmage. So if you're pitching to the left, if you're going to pitch the ball to the right, it's that quick toss. Pitch it to the right. But the running back's got to pick his way to understanding that that backside, that tackle's got to drive that guy down. And now if you can make it back, but you can't let him penetrate on the backside, he can't come up the field. You got to keep him going down the line of scrimmage and keep him lateral and keep his outside shoulder contained with your outside arm. So now he can't come off the block, and now you have that cutback lane. And that's what the Chargers got to do. It's a, it's a, it's a play that you got to feel. But that backside becomes the the front side if you get good down block. So the Chargers, these are two weeks born. Like you said, you got to work on that. got to work on the run game without a doubt because the playoffs, you're gonna have to find a way to run the ball. Kill clock, do the things you need to do. But, yes, and the Chargers, you know they can intermediate pass the ball, but you can start to see guys, and you even saw it with Indianapolis. They were playing sticks, dropping five and six guys, and they were playing the sticks, and they were knocking down passes because it was so short of a pass. So you got to definitely – they got to fake those slants, and they got to double move, guys, and go deep and start throwing the ball down the field. You can't just sit there and say, okay, I'm going to dink and dunk because now you got eight guys and nine guys in a box that takes away your run game running lanes and it also takes away your passing game. The Lions got to hold up in the passing game for you can take some vertical shots down the field. So it's about the consistency all the way around for this Chargers team if they want to make a serious run in the playoffs.
1: Absolutely. And you, you bring up great points. Because listen, Lowe, the Chargers are on a three-game win streak. And they very well could end the season on a five-game win streak, right? They could, they could be 11-6. But a lot of these wins aren't, aren't convincing. Like this Indianapolis team is – You know, I don't want to knock from the Chargers, but there's still a lot of question marks, right? And I want to talk about this defense that had seven sacks. I want to talk about one more thing about Justin Herbert, though. I've been seeing a lot of things in the media about this guy. I don't even know why we were comparing him to Tua. By the way, prayers up to Tua. I I really hope they they sit him for the rest of the year with the concussions. It's very dangerous. He's had a lot. So prayers up to Tua. Um, He's going to be a great quarterback. But, you know, I I still think it's crazy that Herbert was compared to someone like him. And there was a lot of media flag on Justin Herbert. I want to tell you guys this statistic, Chargers fans, that may wow you. Justin Herbert is 18-4 and in his career when his defense allows 27 points or less. Isn't that crazy? Right, like if if Justin Herbert uh, if his defense holds opponents to under twenty seven points, Justin Herbert is eighteen and four. A lot of quarterbacks can't say that. Wow! All all he needs to do. Hey, defense allow twenty-seven points or less, and we have an eighty-five to ninety percent chance of winning football games. So, a lot of times, people have been slacking. Justin Herbert. How is this young three, third-year quarterback barely above five hundred? Because he's had some of the worst defenses next to him in his young NFL career. So now you start to see this defense play well. Oh my goodness! What do you know? He's three and zero when his defense is playing well. It ain't rocket science, everybody. You take a look at San Francisco. Sure, you credit Shanahan that offense, but all those years in the Shanahan era. They've been known for their defense, whether it was Robert Sala, whether it was D'Amico Ryan's, that's actually the engine of those teams, right? So it's great. like, sure, we can credit, you know, you know, Brock Purdy's great record, but it ain't anything without that defense. So I want people to know that when you start scrutinizing Justin Herbert and be like, he doesn't even need a bad defense. Give him an, a- I mean, a good defense, give him an average defense. He's going to win a lot of
0: football games. But isn't that a crazy stat, Lorenzo? I that, saw that today. That, that's, like, wow. that, that's, that's that stat is unheard of. If you're talking about 18 and four, when it's his team keeps a team under 27 or less, yeah, I'm telling you, Barn, there's not. I guarantee you, you can't say that. Maybe Mahomes, you ain't gonna say that for about any quarterbacks. That's an unbelievable stat for him to be 18 and four, um, 27 or less. That's that's really unheard of. No, Justin Herbert, we understand. I think the guy's a phenomenal quarterback. I think he has a lot of potential and a lot of upside. It's just, man, if you can keep that guy upright. And the offensive line can get better, and they are going to continue to get better. That's what he needs. If he can do that, because a lot of times you see him try to press and do things at times because of the fact he knows you're not going to have oh. a lot of shots. You know that that offensive line can't hold And that's the thing we don't understand. And, you know, if we look at the offense of oh, the OC, the offensive coordinator, Lombardi, and you say, well, God, why don't you take the push the ball down the field? Well, he's thinking his head, 1001, 1,002. I got to get the ball out of his hand, so maybe the quarterback can't even hold it." But that's why you got to be able to run the ball. Play action, being able to run the ball, because now when you're able to run the ball, defenses have to stop their feet because they've got to think run when you play action. Now they got to think run, hold up. Now they got to say, okay, is he not running? Now they got to continue, stop, and go to get to the quarterback. But if you don't have a run threat and if you can't run the ball with any type of consistency, you hurt your play action. There's another quarterback we know who's the greatest of all time, the GOAT, none other than Tom Brady. Look at the time Tom Brady has now to throw the ball. Tom Brady's throwing the ball 40, 50 times a game and he had barely been able to win. Look at where they're at because he is not protected. And you know that and I know it. If I don't care what type of quarterback you are, if you don't have protection in the National yep. Football League, it's gonna be tough.
1: Bingo and it's going to be very tough, and hopefully Rashawn Slater can come back. We still don't know what's going to be the situation there, but we should find out very shortly. I want to talk about a few things before we wrap it up on today's episode. I want to get Lorenzo's AFC picks and some playoff discussion as well, but again, I want to recap again with this Chargers defense. Lorenzo Neal, seven sacks, okay? Seven sacks yesterday for this Chargers defense. Drew Tranquil, my opinion, one of the biggest Pro Bowl snubs. This is a guy, Drew Tranquil, who's been lights out. Mike linebacker for the Chargers here, flying everywhere. Another 11-tackle night, leading this defense in tackles. This guy's flying. He's physical. He's a leader. He's vocal. That is what you look for in a guy. And this guy who come from Notre Dame wasn't the biggest prospect ever, now he's leading this daily-led defense. You take a look at Michael Davis. Ever since that Miami game when he shut down Tyreek Hill, yeah. Michael Davis has turned his season around. This is a guy the Chargers gave a 3 or $20 million contract to in 2020. Undrafted guy, was a track star, struggled this year some switch flipped for michael davis and do you know what the switch is it's called your mentality because we've seen it we've seen him produce but sometimes you get in you're stuck in your own head i get stuck in my hood all the time in my life you know i'm sure we all do But some switch flip, he's like, oh my goodness, I am that bad man. And you start to see him shut down people. Asante Samuel Jr., another interception. This guy's on his way to being a pro bowler next year. This defense is playing everywhere now. Sebastian Joseph Day stopping the run. Derwin James intercepting before he got thrown out in that first quarter. Kyle Van Noy, three straight games with a sack. He didn't have a sack in the first 13 weeks. So Lorenzo Neal, what does all that sound like? Sounds like poetry, baby. It's all That's coming it. together.
0: Hey, 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 it's coming. Like hey, I said, there's a show you miss, man. It's before your time. And a guy would say, I love it when a plan comes together. None other than the eighteen, baby. Go ask your mom and dad about no the eighteen, baby. baby. <laughs> and he would say that. I love it when a plan comes together. And they would yeah. usually be losing every battle. You had Mr. T, B.A. Baracus, and, and face and all of a sudden, it was a it was a show that came on every Tuesday night. Is the A team, and they were fugitives on the law, and, and all of a, they always would be in trouble. And all of a sudden, hey, I like it when a plan comes together because they would just start to turn the tides. And that's what the Chargers are doing now. You told me what that sounds like. I said I love it when a plan comes together because they're turning the tide. You got guys stepping up. Thirteen weeks without a sack, and now every week getting a sack. You're seeing the way that this defensive front's playing up, up front against the run, playing a lot more physical. Corners are challenging guys. They're getting interceptions, winning turnover battles. I'm telling you, I like it when a plan comes together too.
1: I love it, Lo. And, and, and Lo, let's give credit to Brandon Staley, right? Oh, we got to give him credit because he got, he's got these guys. He's got these guys to fight for him now. There's a lot of question marks early on in the season. We're still going to have our question marks. There was times where, you know, I'll even talk about last night. This team went for it where they totally should have kicked. It worked out. But with Brandon Staley, we finally are starting to see some fruit bear from these trees with this defense. And it took, you know what, almost damn near 30 games. But it's better late than never is the old adage, And we're really starting to see this defense, you know, Come together at the right time. It's such an interesting time, right? As Charger fans, there's, you know, there's some big head coaches, candidates who are very interested in coming to coach for the Chargers, <laughs> Sean Payton. So it's going to be very interesting to see what happens, right? That's a discussion we can have for hours
0: in the offseason. Yeah. yeah. Um, I- I'm wicked, though, because that's what – you know, early in the season, people talking about Sean Payton because he understood what he had. Sean Payton's not going in without a quarterback. Sean Payton knew Drew Brees was going to step out in the game. She said, you know what? If Drew's going to go out. Let me step out, too. Let me see what these guys can do, and now I can come back in. Let me see what's going to happen. And you think about it. You look at the Chargers. They're set. They have a quarterback. So, yeah, there's a lot of coaches around the league that would say, man, if Staley would lose his job, there will be a lot of coaches for this job because you got a guy. And Justin Herbert that can win. You got a guy that's a thermostat, not a thermometer. Always talking about those thermometer quarterbacks and thermostat quarterbacks. You look at Jimmy G, he's a thermometer. You look at Trey Lance right now, he's a thermometer. What's the difference? It's very simple. You get a thermometer. it tell you what it does. It measures temperature. You got a cold. i put the thermometer on you. It's going to tell you what the temperature is. But a thermostat, when you get in the air house and it's cold, guess what? You turn that thermostat up, and you can turn it up. If you When it's wow. hot outside, you can turn it down if you want to be on a cool up. That's what you want. You want a quarterback that is a thermostat. You want a thermostat that can regulate temperature. Not holler if you hear me, because I want a thermostat, not a thermometer
1: quarterback. I love it. I haven't heard that one before, Lowe. You, you bring out oh, new things every day. Oh, I love that one, up. baby. Playoffs
0: on around
1: the corner. Playoffs, playoffs. playoffs. We're talking about playoffs. No, honestly, <laughs> let, let, let's talk about the let's talk about the playoffs, right? Before we wrap it up, I, I think there's still a lot of parity in the AFC because, low, we look at the Buffalo Bills. Sure, they're 12 and three. Sure, they're going to be the number one overall seed in the AFC. Likely, Josh Allen actually hasn't been that good over the last ten weeks. He's had the worst completion percentage in football. He's 26th in turnovers. The Bills are just kind of finding ways, right? They're finding ways. But you're watching the Bills and you're not looking at them and you're like. They're insane. I mean, they lost Von Miller for the year. I don't think. I think that defense has been more suspect than I thought. I think Josh Allen's been a little bit uh, like days cold with the football a little bit. Agreed, I because he's so great. Um, and that's not. They're they're a great team. Kansas City, their pass defense has been very suspect. They've had the worst pass defense in the National Football League. What you're gonna do? Kelsey is gonna probably get limited. Probably gonna get double, tripled in the playoffs. you Are gonna have to get other guys to beat you. They do run the football well. Cincinnati is a very good team, of course, but I don't know. Like, what are your thoughts about the AFC as a whole?
0: I think because AFC as a whole is very, very shaky. It's very, it's not dom- it's not dominant. It's quarterback driven. You agree but with it's me it's, on
1: Buffalo. You agree with yeah, me on Buffalo?
0: Buffalo has been very inconsist- inconsistent. Josh Allen has not been the guy that everyone thought he was going to be. They've been winning in spite of his inconsistency and also the mistakes that he's made and they've overcome because it is a good team, like you alluded to. You look at Cincinnati, Cincinnati still can't protect the quarterback. They can play pretty good defense. They, you know, can get after you. But if you they look just lost teams,
1: Lyle Collins too for the year, they're starting left tackle.
0: Yeah, and, and, and that on and that offense was already struggling to try to protect. You you saw him two weeks ago, you know, braiding them spotted to the Tampa Bay had a 14- to double-digit lead, and just then turnovers killed them, and that's why they end up coming back. They were sacking quarterback left and right. I'm going to tell you right now, Kansas City still seems to be right now just a cut above, you know, just because Mahomes back through, because what he can do with his legs and the way he does it. But I'm going to tell you right now, the teams that's starting to scare me that I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to bet on them. I'm going to bet online, and I'm going to bet for the rest of the remaining of the weeks. Is a simple team, and I don't think they're going to lose a game the rest of the the rest of the regular season. That's the Jacksonville Jaguars. Jacksonville Jaguars—they're playing good defense. They will hit you. They'll run the ball. Trevor Lawrence is throwing the ball. Trevor Lawrence has got good feet. He can get out of the get out of harm's way. The guy can scramble. Right now, I look at them as I, I know the Chargers are a team that you know they're starting to get some momentum and starting to play pretty good. But believe it or not, Jacksonville seems to be more consistent. If you're just asking me.
1: And, they, and the thing with Jacksonville is they've be, they've been beating good teams. That's the one knock on the Chargers, right? They're nine and six, but they're one and four against playoff teams. They're zero three against the Chiefs and the Niners, right? So when you look at the Jaguars, you know they 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 just beat the Cowboys, who are a big contender in the NFC at home. They're playing good defense, but beat let's be Jets. real, well, they beat the Jets? But with Trevor Lawrence, it, it's really about him. I mean, he's he, he his his aha moment kind of turned on about a month ago. And everyone was looking like, this guy's the next luck, the next Elway. You started to see it all happen over the last month or so, and that's why Jacksonville – they're getting a little cocky, though. They're already posting playoff tickets on Twitter. They haven't clinched yet. They still got to go to Houston this week, and then they got to beat the Colts. So, Jag- Jaguars fans, I don't know if they went full jinx mode on y'all, but I, I agree. And-, and I think if the Chargers went out and the Bengals beat the Ravens, the Chargers are going to be going to Jacksonville in the wild card round, which could be a very interesting playoff match. Oh, so if,
0: if, if so if the Chargers went out and Jacksonville wins out, that's the first game. No,
1: no, no. If the Chargers went out and the Jags went out, the Chargers will go to Jacksonville if the Bengals beat the Ravens. Okay. That's so so basically the Chargers right now, if this isn't ended today, the Chargers are going to Cincinnati in the wild card round. Okay. Who do you want to see? Would you rather see Jacksonville or Cincinnati? Jackson. Oh, come on, come on. Of course I'd rather see Jacksonville just because it's a rookie second, second year quarterback. Why you you're gonna you're gonna say Cincinnati, huh? Yeah,
0: here's why. Because yeah. I really believe that if you got if you got the Mac attack and you got Bolsa Back, yeah, I think they can have a field day in Cincinnati as far as getting after the quarterback. I don't love Cincinnati's defense. I think Jacksonville's defense is better. I think mm-hmm. Jacksonville's offense is can now now Cincinnati's got big plate offensibility I get that. But if you look at Jacksonville talking about just consistently beat you up I just think Cincinnati is just like – their their quarterback has to do too much. He's got to be – he's got to carry their team. I don't know. I don't know. It's I, I think either either one of those games is winnable for the Chargers.
1: It's tough. I, I think what the Chargers do need, though, is being that – the reason I like the five-seed, Lorenzo, is because if you're the five-seed – It causes the two and the three seed to have to play each other. So it it causes Kansas City and Buffalo to have to knock one of the other two out before the Chargers would face them. So, the Chargers would have to go beat Buffalo. But what it does do, instead of having to play Kansas City, Cincinnati, and Buffalo to get to Super Bowl, they only got to play two out of those three if they're the five seed. So, that's kind of where my mindset's coming at. But listen, at the end of the day, if they're going to make a Super Bowl, they're going to have to beat good teams. They're going to be good teams. Yeah. You got to beat good teams. So, you know, you can't really strategize. I think Chargers fans will leave you on this note. These next two weeks are important, not from a win loss perspective, but is this offense starting to open it up? If you see that this offense starts to open up, if this offense reverts to what they were last year, seem to win a Super Bowl, man, and it's going to be a, a very fun postseason run, especially with reinforcements coming back. So low. Always a good time with you, man. You, you, you feeling good for this postseason, run,
0: man? Hey, 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 feeling great, man. I think, man, people got to tune in. This is going to be great. It's going to be awesome. And a little bit of redemption with Jacksonville. Jacksonville came into L.A. and just spanked them. You remember that game. It was what oh, yeah. It really played bad. So I think that can be some poetic justice to so go to Jacksonville and get revenge, get a little bit of revenge. So that's kind of my angle there for, for the Chargers. But, man, I'm just excited about this ride. Glad the Chargers made it in. They've gated through the storm, and now we know that, hey, look, the sun is up right now. So now let's just see if they can cook. Absolutely. Chargers fans,
1: that's Lorenzo Neal. I'm born in Azari. Thank you so much for all the support. See you later, everybody. Happy early New Year's.
0: Thank you for listening to Believe.